you know, uh, we really wanted to just emphasize that any talent that you have, anything God has blessed you with and has given you, He can use it for missions. He can use it to reach other people with the good news of Jesus. And most of all, like Uncle Bill has, is a willing heart to go and just to obey what the Bible says and go with Jesus on this mission to share the good news. Well, uh, Uncle Bill, would you be able to share with us? I know that you've gone to Japan how many times with us in the past? I think uh, two or three. Yeah, so uh, sending out missionaries to Ishinomakiya, where the tidal wave hit. And, uh, you know, uh, God is doing some really cool stuff. Can you... Uh, Bill, just I wanted to get a, a feel and share with the church about why did you go? What, what, why did you go in the first place? Um, I wanted to... Well, my first time I went, I went to Yokohama with my son. He was playing music and he wanted to promote his music and uh, play in a festival. And then while I was there, we went to different places like tourists and I went to an aquarium in Enoshima, and there were buses of kids coming to the aquarium, running around, having fun. There's my big kids, my two sons, and my his other play, bass player running around the aquarium, just like the kids, having a good time. And God just kind of pressed on my heart, um, who's going to be Jesus to these kids? Because there's just choke kids. And that kind of started up my heart for Japan and maybe getting to Japan someday. Mm. And what kind of stuff, when you guys were actually over there, did you and the team end up doing? Well, we did, we cleaned like um, street gutters in the neighborhood, because the neighborhoods have gutters in front of their homes, and each home is required to clean. And a lot of older people can't do that kind of mm. heavy work, so teams of people can come and do it. Um, we planted trees and pl- transplanted trees at a senior care home. We um, built rocks around the flowering planting area in front of a, a missionary's house. Um, we cut grass. We play with the kids in the neighborhood and at the community park. Um, we had dinners with people. We ate a lot of food and shared a lot of food. We cooked dinners. And uh, we prayed with each other a lot, prayed with their teams, played with people. Mm, awesome. And then, uh, you know, Bill... A lot of uh, our church has never been to Japan. I've never been there either on a mission trip or any, just Japan, period. But what would you say about people joining with you guys to Japan or any mission trip? What advice would you uh, give us about uh, going on missions? Um, Selfishly, I wanted to go, and I wanted to grow, and I wanted to see others in the team, um, you know, grow in their walk with the Lord. And experience God firsthand in missions and home. But on the other side of it, it was a question of, am I available? And my business schedule allowed me to be available, so I didn't have an excuse to run away from that. And then um, when other people said they wanted to go, then it kind of confirmed what I wanted to do, what God was asking us to do, so... I'm not sure what the what, what well, would, as far as willingness for yeah. people to want to go. Um, if you can ask God and you want to be used and you want to bless people, then you qualify. <laughs> that's awesome. That's it. And that's the message. That, isn't that awesome? Wait, stay up here. Let's go ahead. Bill? 
Can you pray for for us to to just have that? Uh, yeah, that heart. Just that. Okay. Open. Open is open. And I know that if you make space for God to do, He will do something. And so you got to get out of your comfort zone and create room. Father, we just ask that whatever you want to do, you start. With what little we think we have or what a lot of what we think we have, we just ask that that we start. We start home or we start away, whether it's home or away, Lord, in our families, in our community, or wherever you want us to start, Lord. We just give you that space, that room to start. We thank you, Lord, that you choose us, that you you want us to be your hands and feet. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's thank our 2017 winner for Missionaries Got Talent. Woo! And uh, everybody who participated, I hope you guys liked that. That was uh, pretty interesting and fun to put together. Uh, you know, we want to just uh, have some fun in church and just glorify the Lord and hope we catch the message, catch the heart uh, of what we're uh, talking about here when we're saying, you know what, uh, we, we really want uh, everybody to know uh, you are called to missions. You are called. Why? Uh, because uh, Jesus has called each one of us uh, to go. And so uh, going local that's what we're talking about today. What does global mean? Uh, it's a combination of what two words? Global and local. Global and local. Put this big Bible right there uh, for right now. And, uh, you know, we, we have talked about this in the past, but maybe you're here today and you're uh, maybe newer to the church, or maybe you, you, you just say, okay, you know what? Uh, yeah, I haven't really thought about uh, missions and how am I involved in it and how is our church involved in it and our church is a globally mission-minded church we go global we go local and uh, we're supposed to take the good news of jesus across the street but we're also to take the good news of jesus across the globe amen and so from the very beginning of my walk with jesus uh, when i became a christian it was kind of put into my dna uh, I didn't know any better that I'm supposed to go as a Christian. I don't, it's not really where, you know, like if I'm supposed to go, but where am I supposed to go? And we're supposed to, as a Christian, go and make disciples of all nations, right? Matthew 28, 18 through 20 is known as the great commission, co-mission, going on mission uh, with Jesus. Verse 18, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Go means a change of location. Amen? A change of location. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. Amen to that, that Jesus is always with us to the very end of the age. And, you know, there's a lot packed into those three verses, right? 
But the bottom line is Jesus has called us to go and make disciples of all nations. Does anybody know how many nations there are in the world today? Can you take a guess? Very good. Yes, you would win if there was like a jelly bean contest. But you actually went over by four. So you're supposed to stay under. But it's 196 countries, okay? That's really good. Give me a hand, okay? 200 countries in the world. I mean, sorry, 196. We'll just call it 200. Round it up. And, you know, uh, in those countries, all the countries of the world, there's a total of 7.29 billion people in the world. That's a lot of people, right? I remember as a kid growing up, we always said there's 6 billion. Now there's 7 billion plus, right? And it's growing. And here's the crazy thing, though. 3.06 billion of those people are living in countries that are considered unreached. Unreached with the good news of Jesus. So there's 196 countries, 7.29 billion people living in them. 3.06 billion people living in unreached countries. Is that amazing? It's amazing. They live in countries that have not been reached with the gospel. And so... The word nations in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen is translated in the original Greek language as ethnos. Ethnos means people or people groups. So it can accurately be translated as go and make disciples of all people, of all people groups. So a people group uh, is defined as a large group of people based on various cultural, physical, or geographical ties. And an unreached people group is defined as a people group within which there is no indigenous community of believing Christians able to evangelize this people group. So that's an unreached people group. And there are 16,464 people groups in the world today. Wow, a lot of different people groups. But guess how many of these people groups have never heard about Jesus? What percentage? 40% of these people groups have never heard of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? So you have 40% of these groups, 6,659 of them haven't heard about them, yet to hear about Jesus. And so we start to see just from statistics, real overview of statistics, that there's such a great need for us to take Jesus out into the world. Amen? There's a great need. And so that's why we as a church, we're sending out teams to different places, like Uncle Bill's going to Alaska. They're going in 2018, not 2017, 2018. You might be thinking already, as the Lord planted a seed to go with that team. That's why we send out teams to Alaska. We're going out on July 1st to work in a small village, a remote village, where there's a lot of heartache and pain and they don't know Jesus. That's why we send out teams to Thailand and Simon Cowell here, I mean, sorry, uh, our contestants, our contestants are up here and Barry and Amy and their family and some of you have gone to Thailand to work in an orphanage to take the good news of Jesus to those kids who don't know him. That's why we send out uh, like Simon Cowell, like I was saying, 
They've gone to Cambodia and Vietnam, places like that. And so we send, we're sending out teams because there's a great need to take Jesus out into the world. But it isn't just around the world, right, around the globe. It's right here in Honolulu, Hawaii. And sometimes this is harder even. You know, a lot of missionaries, they come back from the mission field and they'll say, wow, you know what? People were a little bit more receptive or a lot more receptive. Why? Because they have less, they have less stuff, less distractions and everything. And you come back home and it's almost harder to reach people here, right here at home. And so Acts 1.8 says this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And I feel like we kind of got a taste of that in worship this morning. You know, we sense the power of God falling. Sense the power of God in our hearts. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. Where? In Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we, as local Christians, we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit of God to do this thing called missions. And we've been commissioned with Jesus himself to be his witnesses. Where? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And, you know, that was the uh, geography in Jesus' day, where he's talking about where he, with his disciples, Jerusalem was a city they were in. Judea is the next portion out. Samaria is the next. And then all the way to the ends of the earth. So you start with this circle right here in Jerusalem, he was saying. Just move outwards. And Jesus calls us to do the same thing. He calls us to be witnesses. But are we going to go to Jerusalem and start? Then we're going to go to Judea, then Samaria to the end. Yeah, we're going to start right here in our own Jerusalem. What is that? Your Jerusalem is your family. Everyone look at the person next to you and tell them your family. Okay? Your family. Okay? Jerusalem is your family and your friends. It's that network of people that God has put in your life that you are closest to. So you start there, being His witness. We do missions every single day. Amen? You are a missionary. Life is one big mission trip. And when you leave this place, even right now, you're on this mission trip. And it starts with your family. Jerusalem, we have tons of people in our own families, unfortunately, that don't know the hope, the love, the forgiveness that Jesus Christ offers them. Okay? So it starts with your family. And then your friends. We all have friends that we grew up with friends that we know now, and that's our first circle, family and friends, okay? That's our Jerusalem. Number two is Judea. Judea is the disciples next surrounding area. Where is your Judea? Your Judea is your workplace, right? We spend a lot of time in our workplaces, don't we? We spend a lot of time with our coworkers. Maybe uh, you don't leave the house and you work from home and you're working super hard, but you know what? Your neighborhood, your neighborhood, your community, so your workplace, your community, that's Judea. And we have lots of people in our workplaces. In fact, the Bible says that's why 
you're at that workplace. Yes, it is to earn a living and to use the God-given gifts, but it's really for mission. God has placed you, exact place where you live, be born, exact place where you work. He has you there for a reason. Why? Because we're to be salt and light as his missionaries. So you're on missions every time you go to work. And you're on missions every time you look at your neighbors. And you're in your neighborhood and you're walking around and you're talking with your neighbors. You're on mission every time you're in your community, at the store, everywhere you go. That's your Judea. Number three, where is your Samaria? Where is your Samaria? Samaria is a little farther out, and that we could call Samaria our state, the Aloha state. Okay, we need to really take God's Aloha out into the our daily lives out here and be concerned with what's going on in our state. Be concerned and say, God, we want your righteousness to come to our state. We want everything in our state and every person in our state to come to know you. Are you a missionary sent to the state of Hawaii? Yes! Now, what are you doing on your mission to reach the state of Hawaii? To see the state of Hawaii have a mass revival where people can come to know Jesus. That's number three. Number four, where are the ends of the earth that God is sending, not Uncle Bill, but you? Where is God sending you, missionary, to the ends of the earth? God might be pulling on your heart to say, you know, uh, maybe you should go along with him to Alaska next year, 2018. Maybe you should go along uh, with them to um, Japan. Maybe you're called to another country and you say, you know what, I've always had that heart to go. And you can come and we can pray and we can help equip you and send you out to take the good news of Jesus maybe to one of these countries that have never heard about who he is. Amen? Is God calling you? Yes. So the task seems daunting, right? The task seems overwhelming. We're kind of thinking, what do we say? What do we do? What are we going to be talking about? How do I lead somebody to the Lord? All of these questions and insecurities and all these things come up. And we're going to be talking about it for the next four weeks, uh, saying, giving some equipping about prayer evangelism and how can we reach those with the good news of Jesus without fear. But the bottom line is we need Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. You know, before Jesus left to go back to heaven, he gave us an amazing gift. The gift was the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Remember, Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. And it's very important that Jesus said that before going to be witnesses if he just said i hope you can learn enough to go and be witnesses and good luck (laughs) no but he said you will receive power wait for the holy spirit wait for the gift and so we here at kakako christian fellowship need to be empowered by the holy spirit and then we can be his witnesses and go and make disciples of all nations you know we had our Alpha Day away recently. And every time we do the Alpha course, we spend one day where 
we learn about who the Holy Spirit is, but more importantly, we take time to experience the Holy Spirit and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it was really just an amazing time with our everybody in our course as we just simply wait on God. Just wait to be filled. Wait to be empowered. And we just sense the Holy Spirit coming to speak to us about how much He loves us, how much God loves us, how He wants to use us. He gave uh, one of our leaders a great word or words for another person who was at our day away. And she was just speaking to him all these words, she, words of prophecy and encouragement that were just she was downloading and giving out. And it was like perfect for him. You know, recently we had one of our leaders. We're waiting on the Lord. She's filled with the Holy Spirit. And so much so, she felt a sense like her hands are burning. Her hands were uh, feeling a weird sensation. And she laid hands on somebody who was hurting. And that person the next day was healed. I'm going to have that person share, so I don't want to steal the thunder. Okay? But, I mean, it was amazing to see how real and how good God is when we simply just wait and be filled, empowered to do what he's called us to do. And so as a church, I just want to say we're not going to do anything in our own strength. We're simply going to wait on the Lord and be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, what does it mean to be God's witness? What does it mean to be a witness, period? You know, witness is somebody who sees something, has observed something, witnessed something, and then they just testify about it, right? And so uh, you, as a witness in the court of law, you're called up, and you just simply tell the truth, hopefully, about what you saw and experienced. And the same thing with us. As we learn to say, God, what have you done in my life? You've done so much. You're changing my heart. You're filling me with this love and this passion and compassion and power from the Holy Spirit. And you know what? When we are witnesses out in our Jerusalems, out to the ends of the earth, all we do as witnesses is share. Just testify. What has God done? That's the best testimony. Amen? Just share honestly with what God has done. It's so naturally and authentic. And people can see, like when my brother shared with me for the first time, how he had become a Christian. I just saw it in his eyes as he was weeping. He was crying. And I didn't necessarily believe him right away, but I knew that there was something genuine and real there, and I wanted to find out more. The need for us to become locally-minded Christians and go and make disciples of all nations is great. People are out there in our families and out to the ends of the earth. They need to know about Jesus. They need to. But how can they unless we go to them? You know, Romans 10, verse 12 says, the Apostle Apostle Paul, he was a, a missionary apostle. Amen? He was a missionary to the Gentiles, those who were non-Jews. He said this. He wrote this in Romans 10. Verse 12, For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Every person, no matter what race, where they're from, 
what country, what they've done in their past. Everyone in, who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's God's heart. Every single person who has been created will be saved. Trust in Jesus. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Sometimes that's just sharing our testimonies, sharing the love that we've experienced with someone else. Verse 15, And how can anyone preach to them unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of Jesus Christ to those who have not heard it. And it's my prayer today that you would say to yourself, Lord, anoint me to bring the good news of Jesus to others. Anoint my feet. Anoint my heart. Anoint my mind. Change me and transform me and use me to bring Jesus to anyone you might send me to. That your prayer would be, Here am I, Lord. Send me. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. You know, God has called us to go, whether it's here in our own families and our friends and out there to maybe one of these different countries, especially to those countries and people who have never heard the name of Jesus, never heard the good news of Jesus. How can you go local? How can you go globally and locally? Number one, you can pray. I want, Jesus said in Luke 10, 2, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out more workers into his harvest field. You can pray that God would raise up workers to reap the harvest. Is that you? Yes. Is that me? Yes. Number two, pray for our missionaries who are going local as they go on these teams. And we're going to pray for our Alaska team coming up in the next few weeks as they are going out to the village in Mintasa on July 1st. Number three, pray for those they are taking the good news of Jesus to. And like I said last time, if I had a choice to only pray for one thing, whether to pray for our team or pray for the people that they're going to, I would pray for the people going that they're going to. Because that's really most important. But the good thing is we can pray for both. Amen? We can pray for both. All right, but I want to emphasize the great need for us to pray that those we are going to would receive the good news of Jesus because that's why we're going. Number two, give. God has given us such a generous church. We are a very generous church, and there's all kinds of Jamba Juice and Cookie Corner and bake sales and everything and just different ways that you can and just give generously to missions. Amen? Just give. Number three, go. Go local. We'll be talking about that over the next four weeks. And we have lots of different things uh, in our community. Next Step Shelter Meal Service is coming up on Saturday night. That's just one thing. All right. And then in conclusion, go local. That's what we're talking about. Go globally as well. Japan, Alaska, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, and wherever else the Lord is sending you. Be his witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Why? Because there's a great need for Jesus. Why don't we go ahead and stand now?
we're going to close in prayer and finish with a, a worship song. You know, Jesus, he paid the ultimate price for us on the cross. When you think about it, Jesus came on the ultimate mission trip. He really went global, didn't he? He came from heaven to earth and became flesh. He became a man, lived a sinless life. He died on the cross for us and he was raised again. And now he lives in each one of us. And he does this thing where he sends us out on this co-mission with him to reach the ends of the earth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that it's not about us, but it's all about you. And we want people to know, Lord, who you, we want them to know who you are, Jesus. We want them to know what you've done for them. We want them, most of all, to experience love, forgiveness, and hope that you only you offer them, Jesus. So we pray that you would fill our church, that you would fill us as witnesses, Lord, that we would have a heart to say, Lord, I don't know what talent I have, But whatever I have, would you use it, God? Would you use it in my workplace? Would you use it in my family, Lord? Whatever it is, Lord, my heart, I just want to see them reached with the good news of Jesus. Would you go ahead, Lord, use whatever I have, whatever you've given me to reach every single person that I meet. Would you use me, Lord, to go across into another nation that maybe I've never gone to, Lord? I offer myself afresh and anew and I say, Here am I, Lord. Send me.